Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with Toasty, as always. Toasty, Toasty, we've decided, is, he wants to be a Sith, but we think he's more of a Grey Jedi. Hi, Toasty. How you doing, buddy? I'm still force sensitive, so you know I'll take it. All right. Well, this isn't the Star Wars lore cast. We're going to leave that for other people. We've got two Star Wars shows now on the Robots Radio Rocket Club, which is pretty amazing. What's um, the other one? Go check that out. They're brand new. They just joined us. Balance of the Force. Balance and, of the Force. Yeah, yeah. They've been what? doing it for a while, and they might be rebranding and revising how they do their show. It's going to be awesome. So you should go check that out. You should check out the other one. What's that, Ben? Which what's yours called again? I always forget names. Holocron Histories. Holocron Histories. That's right. Holoc- go, go check that one out as well. But anyway, welcome back. We're talking about Witcher stuff. If you want to go check out Star Wars stuff, do it. But if you want Witcher stuff, that's why we're here. Toasty, it's the beginning of another month. It's mm-hmm. May. And yep. uh, we've been we've been uh, doing some bestiary stuff on the beginnings of the months. So mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. what we're back to today? We're talking monsters yep. again. We're talking monsters. So you know what? I'm gonna I think keep it keep it sort of in the the locational theme of where, where we've been uh, with with Kaidwin recently. And I thought I'd go. Uh, we're talking about Cyclops. Cyclopes, Cyclopses, Cyclopides, Clopoids, Cyclopides. I I can't even say that. I don't even know. I think it's supposed to be Cyclopes, but it's like it's like octopus, and how nobody knows what octopus is when it's just octopus. But even more confused. I thought octopus was octopi. No, it's not. It's actually just octopuses. I like octopi though. <laughs> I know I like the other ones better, but anyway. So, all right. So we're talking about cyclops. Cyclops are like they're kind of human, right? Except they have like one eye. That's the only difference. They're like also you know really big. Oh, like really angry usually. And oh, I see. Uh, They've got yeah. some other things going on. Yeah, yeah, all a right. couple other things. All right. Well. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're here. Check out, check out all the people in in chat. Chat. Thanks for being here. We we love having you guys join us. Uh, Shut up, Joker says Bestiary Week is my fave. Yes, I think that's how you pronounce Y E E E E S. But anyway, let's get into this. I have a picture here for those of you watching on the live stream Monday nights, nine p.m. Eastern, on the Robots Radio channels, or if you're watching the video version of this, check this out. That is a Cyclops. Yeah, he's a big old boy. <laughs> Big old boy, big old so, uh, scary boy. All right, so what do we know? What do we know about these cyclopses? Well, psych. I'm gonna say cyclops because I feel like mm-hmm. it's like fish. You don't have to put mm. anything after it. You know, I don't okay. know. Uh, cyclops are ogroid creatures. Um, they are as large as giants typically, um, but are distinct due to their singular eye. As as you, some of y'all saw the picture, um, it, typically seen in uh, mountainous terrain or colder climates. Okay. Um, okay. But like, there's so are they related to giants? Is that the idea here, or uh, are they distinct? They're both 
ogroid so yes um so they're, they're kind of in the same general family as giants yes they'd be in the same genus if this was like the real world i would say i think right it's oh. a genus and species yeah they'd be the like, same genus i believe yeah, yeah. so huh. um uh, i'm gonna read a little bestiary entry for you and it may sound a little familiar to those of you uh who know some uh greek mythology um how about this we take a big steak sharpen its tip jam it in the cyclops eye then sneak out of the cave disguised as sheep how's that not a good idea by odess thaka traveler died tragically on spikaroog <laughs> yeah this is clearly an odysseus uh reference isn't it even the yes, name odess like it looks like odysseus it looks like they just yep. cut the name it, halfway through yep uh continuation cyclopses uh can easily be recognized by the single eye located in the center of their foreheads if for some reason that is not visible other telltale signs are their enormous size incredible strength and a seething hatred for all humans <laughs> oh man so they don't they don't like anybody or at least they don't like humans they don't like humans they're like bender from futurama they just want to kill all humans they just want to bend the humans maybe maybe i mean that's what bender was designed to do that's why his name is bender he bends stuff yeah fair enough uh for combat tactics um because they are of the ogroid monster type uh you need to remember to coat your blade in ogroid oil before you go into battle with one mm -hmm. um and you know if you are unfortunate enough to be blindsided by a battle with a cyclops um i don't know probably run you don't want to fight one on its terms you, you're just not ready for that um uh it is best to avoid hits all around because they hit <laughs> extremely hard they hit like a truck because they're freaking huge <laughs> yep and okay. uh they are incredibly tough and take many many cuts from a silver blade before it can be felled yeah they're, so they're it's boys. gonna be a it's gonna be a long fight yeah, I would imagine fighting something that size. Like, we're talking giant size. So this is, what, like twice the height of a regular person, at least? These things are big. Usually, right? so in The Witcher 3, these things are like the size, like there was like a, a watchtower. Mm -hmm. So it was like like a two-story tall watchtower, and this thing was the size of it. That's yeah. the one I can distinctly remember. So it's like... It's at least twice the size of a, of a person, if not bigger. Probably than that. more. Yeah, probably like, more. Like height wise, maybe twice, two and a half times the size, but like weight, they are much bigger. Right. So, um, so like a sword, like a silver sword compared to these things is like a little, a little knife. It's like a toothpick. It's like, it's like attacking it with a toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's why it takes a lot of cuts. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, they are incredibly large and strong with long arms that have a wide reach. Uh, even the, <laughs> Even the witches of the school of the bear cannot hope to block or parry a hit from a cyclops. And, and so, so real quick, like, like we talked about on the previous episode and we talked about them, that's kind of their thing, right? Is that they go heavy armor and, mm -hmm. and they go de like defensive, like they're, 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 they're like tank super build. defensive, right. they are tanky and uh, the cyclops will just knock them over easily. So yeah, uh, recommendation is to get out of the way and don't take a direct hit um if you are too slow or in the case of the school of the bear maybe too stubborn uh to get out of the way quinn will be a lifesaver here mm -hmm. uh yeah. if it Some if it should defense. raise oh sorry extra defense i'm just like quinn 
using mm-hmm. using that to you know guard you. I mean, if you're going to get smacked by a cyclops, having a magical barrier there to help you out probably Quinn is, is your best friend when fighting a cyclops. <laughs> it is your best friend, right? Uh, if a cyclops should raise both its hands in the air, uh, get out of range, uh, especially of the area in front of it because it's about to uh, pound the ground extremely hard and probably uh knock you to your ass which is kind of the trend here the um, dad joke on this one would be to say that he's raising his hands in the air because he does care about kicking your ass but i'm not going to say that dad joke because it's not a good joke right um and do not think that uh, fighting from long range will save you uh they can leap extremely long uh long range um and or alternatively they could charge you and this charge they can change the direction of the charge mid charge so don't think that like rolling out of the way is going to save you you want to axie it while it's in the charge so it gets all confused and doesn't actually complete it so this thing isn't like a bull where you dodge out of the way of the bull the bull's momentum keeps it going no it follows <laughs> it like this guy can he's he runs more like a uh, like a running back than a bull mm-hmm. right he can like shuck and jive that's the right phrase shuck and jive good job thanks i think i think i would if i had a cyclops friend i would call him shuck and jive shuck and jive indeed mm-hmm. um uh so despite the fact that getting close uh, being in close range with a cyclops is extremely dangerous that is that is the way to kill one um uh and the yerdin sign can also provide a little bit of extra help uh, but you probably just want to save your stamina for quinn <laughs> yeah that's what it sounds like um yeah so as far as uh, unique variants that we have um we got we got the one the only the iconic old spear tip um good old spear tip i got him up on the screen right here there he is yep uh he is uh, a variant cyclops that can be found in the caves north of care morin um he plays a role in the wolf school trial where witcher trainees are sent into his cave to confront him luckily for them he is normally asleep <laughs> and so they can just walk in and then just sneak on through and say like uh, i did it the, i'm done i got out yeah. um a, a, they even have a rhyme uh old spear tip is one deep sleeper wake him up and you'll sleep deeper because <laughs> <laughs> uh he gonna kill you <laughs> yeah that makes sense um and then uh as for or quests here, you come across Old Spirit Tip in The Witcher 3 as part of the final trial quest, uh, where you can, uh, Geralt can either sneak through the cave um, and avoid waking him up, or you can use Ard to black, blast away some debris, which will wake him up, and then you have to fight him. Um, you kind of have the choice of whether you just want to fight him or not, pretty much. I feel like um, it's tradition. You got to leave him alive, right? You got to just sneak through and let him. He's part him of the school, there. you know? He's, yeah. he's, he's incorporated in their trial. Like, I feel like they keep him around. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, but if you're unfortunate enough to wake him, uh, you fight him as you would a typical Cyclops. So, yeah. So, listening through this, I've got at least one question. I think I had maybe two, but one of them may have fallen out of my brain. Um, you mentioned 
using ogroid, ogroid oil. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that we see Geralt do a lot when he's prepping to fight monsters. It's a very witchery mm-hmm. thing, right? You've got your oils, you've got your potions, you've got you know your knowledge of the monster, and that's and then you got your magic and your skills, and that's basically it. Like, All right. so making sure you have the actual you know something on your blade to help with wounding them when you're poking them with a little you know silver toothpick it's gonna go a long way but uh it just occurred to me that like we don't know what that stuff smells like what do you think ogroid oil smells like let me let me let me check something can you google this is this a googleable question (laughs) well i'm looking up the ingredients to make ah, ogroid oil. That would give us a sense of it. Because I I'm, feel I'm like curious. it can't smell good, but if you do make it out of things like yeah, plants and stuff in the environment, it's probably at least you know, not offensive. So, so let's see. Let's see. Um, bear fat and genasia petals. Okay. So. Well, this can't be too bad hmm. then. It's not. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a little musky, maybe too horrible. It's got uh, bear fat uh, taste. I mean, it's probably just like any meat just sitting there before it gets cooked. Right. Kind of smells like that. Oh, there's some more here. Um, Rib leaf ran ran a grin. There's a lot of a lot of like like grasses. This is the genesis petals or like flower petals. It's like a weed, a leaf. Long rube is like a mushroom, so very herbally. And then, mm-hmm. and these are mm-hmm. this is to make like enhanced. Ah. Uh, you got more bear fat, and then you got cave troll liver, Ooh, which I'm there sure we go. adds a very there we go a very nasty smell right yeah. there. The rest like, of it is almost like just lunch. You know, it's like a salad with like a really fatty steak, mm-hmm. which probably smells pretty good. And then you add the cave troll liver, and now we're talking <laughs> like. That's liver does not smell good, and that's yeah. just like that's just like chicken liver or beef liver. And like, I can't imagine what a cave troll liver would smell like, probably like butt. Oh, it would be, it'd be real bad, it'd yeah, be real bad. Yeah, I bet Ben of Tamaria knows. Ben, do you know what he probably well, he's in chat, I think. Um, yeah, man. So, all right, do you do you remember fighting the Cyclops? In the game, I remember fighting a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I like a, the one I mentioned before, like the most distinct one, uh, other than Old Spirit Chip, of course. But um, I just remember, I think it was in Velen. There's like a really like the more mountainous part of it where you like kind of get like high up. I just remember like the first time I ever played it, I was not expecting it to be because <laughs> i isn't, just like walking wasn't up exploring. that isn't that the one that's like a higher level than the stuff around it i think because like velen's like very spread out and like yeah. as you go in like towards the edges you start getting more and more difficult as you go right and so like that mountainous area was real tough because i remember there's like a level like like 40 griffin or something over there right. too and whatnot right. so it was like i like walked over there i'm pretty sure it like probably like a level like 25 and that thing was like it just it like it's like sitting down in this like tower and it like stands up and just starts yelling at you and i was like wait what what uh, oh god no uh-oh. no no no, no. Uh-oh. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds familiar it's been a while since I've, I've played the witcher 3 but i feel like 
uh, things like Cyclops, Griffin, some of these other monsters, when you find them in the wild, are usually higher level than the things around you. Like, mm-hmm. like you'll get done beating a b- bunch of drowners up, and they're about equal level with you, right? And then all of a sudden, you'll wander into the forest a little bit further, and you'll hear, like, clunk, 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 like the, the footsteps and everything. And you look over there, and sure enough, there's some beast of a cyclops who's, like, ten levels above you at least. And you're like, oh, God, okay. Yeah, see, because I never... Don't you feel like maybe you could take them, though? Don't, have you ever, well, I you definitely ever tried, and yeah. I got, like, my ass handed to me, for sure. Because right. I was like, that charge attack... Cause like you, you go through the whole game and like on let's be honest Witcher three like rolling out of the way is kind of like the go-to thing right mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. that dude shows up and it's like you can't roll out of the way of that guy like you it doesn't work um so i was like yeah i'll come back later when i'm a higher level and i can hit you harder because like i'm like i feel like the the difficulty in which a three is like more exponential than it is like linear yeah like yeah. 10 levels is a big difference right and like you do so little damage against them and everything so that's like it was just like yeah i'm hitting you for like a 48th of your health and you just like knocked out like uh 75 percent of mine so yeah i'll yeah. come back later yeah yeah it's, it's one later. of those things where it's like only one or two hits and then you're dead and you're like oh but i can dark souls this guy i know it and then you know you can't you can't the only the only time i succeeded at defeating a monster that was like way super higher level was like, i was like it was like a level 12 and i was fighting like a level 40 like earth elemental oh geez but they're so slow uh, so it was like it was like poke uh-huh. roll out of the way it used its attack and then i just come back in poke and get out of it mm-hmm. and like it just stay out of range of the guy and it was like it took me like an hour i think uh-huh. Uh-huh. but i killed it and yeah. i was like yeah i feel real good about this yeah you just kind of brute force it and you're just like yep. if i just keep poking it enough eventually it'll die it did like no like i was not seeing the health bar moving at all it was just yeah. kind of like eventually it was like Okay, so there is some progress there. Gotcha. <laughs> just keep going. Keep on going. That's the way. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, back in the day when I played like X Wing and Tie Fighter, that's the way I would take out um, uh, star destroyers using my A wing. Is that you could actually? This is a whole other story. I'll just real quick. You could fly in, put all your shields forward, and your A wing fly right at the star destroyer and try and dodge all the all the shots, right? And then you'd get in and, and land a few hits on the shield generators, and then you fly back out with all your shields back backwards while recharging and you just do this over and over and over and over again until eventually you take out the shield generators and then you do it over and over and over again until you eventually blew up the whole thing and i don't know 12 year old me was like that's right i just took out a star destroyer with an a-wing that's amazing i don't know i remember back I in the day remember that from like battlefront two days yeah back in the oh. day this was they were this was more difficult than that because they were actually at scale like battlefront things weren't really designed to scale very well at least the yeah, original ones enough. This is like old, like actual legit design to scale stuff. It was pretty awesome. Anyway, wow. uh, that's but that's not Witcher. I don't know. Maybe I'm in a Star Wars mood. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, I am apparently. too. Apparently, so uh, we just love. We you, love ben. all the things. It's Ben's fault. Me listening to Ben's podcast Freaking over here. Ben. Oh God. Uh, well, speaking ben. of Ben and our other patrons, it's time to go thank our patrons. But we'll be right back with some more mythology and real world connections to cyclops because clearly that's a monster from the real world so Mm -hmm. and they really exist all right don't go anywhere 
Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. So speaking of Ben and all of our other patrons, thank you so much for supporting us, patrons, all 15 of you making this a show that we can keep doing. And we really do appreciate it. And uh, we don't have any new patrons this week to shout out, but we, of course, will always shout out our higher vampire patrons, our tier five patrons, Ben of Tamaria and Bane, the hospital guy. I'm just going to call him that from now on because uh, I still can't pronounce the other word. Um, and everyone else, thank you so much. And if if we're helping you get through your work day, your work week, your work month, your work year, or driving to the grocery store, then go to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast and check out the different tiers where you can get ad-free episodes. You can join us on future episodes of the show. You can get t-shirts with actual monsters and like the... Like, you know, when you go in one of the towns and it's got like the paper on the board, the little sign, it's like, hey, I need help killing this monster. That's what the t- that's what they're on the T-shirts with monster pictures. And they're pretty awesome. I think they're really cool. So go check it out. Maybe you guys want to help support us and get some stuff. Um, also, we don't have any new reviews this week either. But if you'd like to help us out, leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts with a review is an extremely helpful way. And we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. Plus... If you don't watch on Apple Podcasts or listen on Apple Podcasts, I guess, unless you're watching us somehow on Apple Podcasts, that's weird. Let me know how that's possible. Then you can also leave ratings on Spotify, which are also extremely helpful. So thanks to everybody for your support. We really do appreciate it. And uh, that's it for the middle of the show. Let's go talk about Ogroids, specifically Cyclops. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, so here we are. We're back. And as usual with our bestiary episodes, we talk about the real world mythology and connections to the monsters. And I feel like the Cyclops is a more commonly known one. We've talked about some really obscure ones. Or at least th- mm-hmm. things with obscure references to real world monsters, at least for those of us in kind of like most Americans are more Western European descendant. So our culture is kind of more that way. But like Eastern European descent, there's these other monsters that we don't hear about a whole lot in the U.S. But mm-hmm. a Cyclops, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. That's Greek mythology 101, right? Yeah. So, so what do we know? What do we know about Cyclops? Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you're familiar at all with the Odyssey uh, and, and some of like Greek mythology or whatnot, then I think you are uh, probably familiar with Cyclops. Um, but uh, actually, the first iteration of the Cyclops was uh, Hesiod's version, um, where the Cyclops were the children of Gaia and Uranus. Yeah, yeah, get your laughs out. Who were (laughs) titans. They were titans, right? Yeah, They They weren't even the gods. They were the titans who came before the gods. Yeah, so... uh, And I think they were even kind of before that, I believe, because, like, Gaia Gaia and Uranus Mm. are the mother and father of Of the the titans. Titans. Oh, is that right? They were like... Because Gaia was the earth and Uranus was the sky. Yes, I think you are right. I think it's been a while since I've thought about this. Um, yeah, Gaia is the ancestral mother, sometimes parthenogenic of all life. She is the mother of Uranus, the sky. Uh, and then she so she gave birth to Uranus 
and then they gave birth to titans yeah gods don't really that's care pretty about messed up. that much that's, yeah, that's like, pretty they, gross just like, yeah yeah um but anyways so uh, the cyclops were the children were the children of guy and uranus um and uranus actually uh liked to keep them imprisoned so when chronos was planning to overthrow uranus the cyclops uh joined him and offered their help um only to be rewarded by being imprisoned in tartarus um because Cronus thought they were too dangerous um, this is a this is a tale not to have uh relations with your family members or you might have cycloptic children I, and I, I genuinely i think that this may be part of the origins of these stories is that mm-hmm. like children with birth defects come from inbreeding often and cyclopsy there's a birth defect where where basically it looks like you have one eye um yeah. so that might actually be the origins of where this all comes from yeah i mean we do know that like mythology is typically just a way for them to explain things that they couldn't understand yeah like absolutely something like that where they're just like we don't know how this happens so like they made something for it um uh, Cyclops were said to be excellent smiths, uh, even so much as to help Hephaestus, the god of the forge. Yeah. Um, and they were responsible for making such things as Zeus's lightning bolts that he used uh, to overthrow Cronus, the trident of Poseidon, and the helm of darkness that Hades wore. So, like, they, they're they pretty good. Pretty legit. They're pretty good. Um, uh, and that's, that's for Hesiod's. So, and then we move on to the probably more well-known uh, story of the Cyclops, um, the the poet of uh, Homer and the Odyssey, mm-hmm. um, where the uh, Cyclops were the sons of Poseidon, not the Titans, um, but they did share in the uh, portrayal of immense strength, size, and the singular eye. Um, so similar, similar types of creatures, just different origin story. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um, in the uh, tale told of the Odyssey, uh, Odysseus and his crew landed on the island of Sicily, where resided the seven Cyclopes, led by Polyphemus, my familiar name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were shepherds, not metal workers. Uh, and the sailors discovered Polyphemus cave in which he stored enormous numbers of crates of cheese, as well as pins full of lambs and kids. Um, I think they mean kids as in like baby goats, baby goats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not it's children. Where it keeps the baby goats. Uh, also, yeah. this is like, like, well, baby lambs, right? This is like lamb cheese. We're not Probably. talking like cheddar here. Uh, goat cheese yeah you know so it's, it's fine fix That's the picture in your brain for you right i don't know maybe I, I think i think goat cheese is supposed to be healthier for you than like I mean, it's cow good cheese it's good on a greek salad mm-hmm. um and when the owner was uh out with his sheep and goats uh Odysseus's crew urged him to steal what they needed from the cave and run away, uh, but he insisted that they stay and meet the shepherd. When Polyphemus returned, he drove his flocks into the cave and closed it behind him, moving a mighty boulder across the entrance. Uh, when he found the men in the cave, he killed two of them. <laughs> he was not and, very happy. <laughs> and ate them. Yes, he was not very happy. Uh, and then the next morning, killed and ate another two for breakfast mm-hmm. and then left the sheep out of the cave. 
uh, enclosing it behind him. Uh, in order to uh, go against him, Odysseus and his crew sharpened a stick and hardened it in the fire. And in the evening, when Polyphemus killed two more men, uh, they offered him some wine and then gave him the name of nobody. Uh, yeah, this is so, where they, they played a, a trick on him. Yeah, they were yeah. tricking him. Yeah. Uh, when he got drunk on the wine, they gouged his eye out with a sharpened stick. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, whenever the other Cyclopes, Cyclopses, whatever, came to his aid, uh, he all he could tell them was that nobody is attacking me. <laughs> Which they were like, Okay, then why are you freaking out? Right, um, right. And they're not very smart creatures. So they returned to their caves. Uh, when Polyphemus opened to take his flock out, uh, Odysseus and his men were clinging to the underbellies and escaped. Um, <laughs> and then when they reached their ship, Odysseus taunted Polyphemus uh, with his own name, uh, Polyphemus threw boulders at him, but of course he couldn't see them, so he missed. Um <laughs> So Polyphemus prayed to his father Poseidon for revenge uh, and asked that Odysseus never reach home, uh, which I believe there's a whole nother book about that. Right? This is like, a whole, well, that's part, that's the Odyssey. I mean, that's what happens. Part, in the Odyssey. Okay, still part it, of the Odyssey. Is, is that it, like, it takes him, I don't know what decades to get home. Like he just keeps on getting waylaid in all these dangerous places and loses so many men along the way. How many men were on his freaking ship? But anyway, it was a lot it was a lot. so that is that is, yeah so that is what we know of from like greek the 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 greek representation um there's actually several other um so in celtic mythology uh the kantari people uh told tales of the ojunkanu who were 10 feet tall with one eye and two rows of sharp teeth and they had 10 fingers on each hand and a mane of red hair Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. 10 feet tall, one eye, two rows of shirt, like two rows on top and on bottom? Because like, I have two like rows sharks, of teeth. I'm assuming, like, I mean, I've how got they it. have them, right. like, We behind. have two rows of teeth, right? But this means, yeah. like, double rows. Yes. All right. It's pretty it's, terrifying. It's pretty messed up. Um, and then 10 fingers on it. Why do you need 10 fingers on a hand? That's why crazy. not, man? <laughs> the real question is, uh-huh. does that come with more thumbs? Yeah, because otherwise right? it doesn't do anything for you. It's like a like thumb you, and nine fingers. Yeah, like like they don't provide anything else except like. But if you had two thumbs with eight fingers, that'd be much better. Then you could play video could games like, with two controllers at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm down with that. The uh, <laughs> this is a bit of a content warning because of the description, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> According to the tales, the Onchen Kanu had long drooping breasts that touched the ground, and when they ran, they slung them over their shoulders. I, it seems like that might be necessary for a few yeah, friends. Probably. Um, wow. But regardless of how they were described, they were considered the embodiment of cruelty and brutality and were known to destroy huts and trees, throw boulders, and block rivers from flowing. They also battled bears and bulls. Wait, 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 wait. So they're basically like giant, like beavers. I guess (laughs) they they built dams. Yeah, they're just those damn Kantari. Literally, that's that's what they're that's what their their multiple fingers are good for, for like 
holding down like multiple nails at a time while they hammered them in. I see. That's really what I it see. was. They're picking up really big boulders because they've got more fingers to grip the boulders with, maybe. Yeah. And they battled bears and bulls. Mm hmm. Because, I mean, like, you gotta wrestle something, might as well wrestle something that's like kind of your size. Yeah, you're like, 10 feet tall and you got big old hands. I guess you yeah. can fight a bear. Yeah. Um, uh, in addition, the Ojinkanu displayed a bizarre reproduction process where <laughs> oh they didn't, yeah, they didn't, they didn't mate. They would take the guts out of a deceased Ojinkanu and strew them around the forest, and then they would bury the rest of the body under an oak or yew tree. Wait, so uh, so they planted their children they with the plant, bodies of deceased? They planted their the the dead bodies, right? Like the of their in then that's how they would be reproduced. And that's how, like, they said, like, the dead bodies of other, of their species were used to plant in the ground, and then they would spring, like, the babies would spring out of the ground from the dead body so parts? it's like farming. Like, you right. would, you're literally children farming. Right. That's, that's super weird. Hey, look, mythology's weird, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I like, I like this. Uh, and then the Slavic mythology, um, which surprisingly doesn't seem to really uh, be that reminiscent of what we see, um, except for a couple of things. So known as a Liko, they were described as in any number of ways, uh, either a giant whose head rises above the treetops, which is what we see, uh, an evil a scary looking man or an emaciated old woman you know you know okay hold on wait 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 a giant head rises above tree tops that that tracks right evil scary looking man i would imagine that most of the time single eyed they look kind of scary right and the ones you just described the uh oju kanu um have breasts that droop into the ground so if you don't have any fat there for the boobs to lay on and they're really long and droopy, then they're going to hit the ground. So an emaciated old woman might be pretty accurate. Maybe. Maybe. When gravity is going to do its thing, especially I don't, we, none of this has talked about how long these creatures live for, but if they live for a very long time, then that might explain why the boobs get so droopy. Maybe. Who knows? Gravity is going to do its thing, man. It's just going to, keep on pulling mm -hmm. uh but what all these descriptions had in common uh was that the Liko had only one eye and was the embodiment of evil fate and misfortune so all of these are also evil that's They're the other evil. thing like They're all, all of them cyclops legitimately yeah. evil bad terrible hate thing hate people except for like them. the hesiods like they were helpful and like you know, like they helped the gods and they built things for the gods. Like, yeah. the but I feel like that thing. was like a, that was like for that was like political game. Cause I believe that they were released from Tartarus whenever Zeus took over. Yeah. Like there's, he like, there's some benefit there. They he, were like, negotiating with Zeus. He like went to Tartarus and like, like got the things out of it so that it could like, they could help him overthrow Cronus. Right. Like, I, I think that's, I feel story. like there was some, uh, yeah, there was some coordination going on there. Um, and, oh. and Zeus isn't a human, right? So like the way these creatures treat other gods and other monsters is different than the way they treat humans. And across the board, it seems like they weren't too big fans of humanity. Yeah. 
Um, and then the uh, the last little thing uh, with Norse mythology that they don't have any real representation, but often Odin was compared to a cyclops due to his one eye because he sacrificed one of his eyes to the god of wisdom. Mm. Mm. But yeah, that seems like more of just a like a reference than mm-hmm. a, like he was a ogroid himself kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Man, interesting stuff. Um well, how do you feel how do you feel about cyclopses? I mean, they seem like they're just legitimately evil. I mean, if you're if you're a witcher in the witcher universe and you come across one, then it seems like you got to put it down. Like I, I, let's let's think about Geralt's whole perspective here on like intelligent monsters and should they be killed or not? Do you think Cyclops fall into that? They're kind of, in, they're slightly intelligent. I think it depends. Like, but it seems like they're just. I think if there's a threat. Like universally a, dangerous and evil. Well, like if there's a Cyclops threatening like a village or something, then yes. Like I think that he should probably like put it down or like go after it. But like some of them, like you don't like, I mean, obviously they have like a sort of symbiotic relationship with old spear tip where they like, mm-hmm. like he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he does much to like harm them. And they just they, try like, to leave him alone. Pick except a, to, like, they just pick on him every so often by sending a bunch of uh, students his way. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, which like if they're smart, like if the students are smart, they don't end up having any trouble with them, which is probably what they want. Like whenever they want to test someone, they want a smart student to be a witcher. Like if you're dumb, then you're just going to die. And then like the one I mentioned before, where he's like up in the mountain, like he's not, like no one's up there. Like there's no civilizations up there. Like he's, he's not too far, obviously. Although I guess on a, like more of a scale, like they, they scaled down the game. So it's probably, he's probably actually a decent ways away from like any village and he's not hurting anyone. Like he took, he took up residence at a tower they can't use that tower anymore, but it's like, he's probably eating like whole deer and stuff like that. And not like people. So it's like, you could probably leave him alone and or he'd bears. probably be fine. Or other yeah. monsters, you know, yeah, like he'd yeah. probably be fine. But like, if they're like too close or like threatening, like civilizations, then like, yeah, I think then you'd probably have to go because they're not, that they are really dangerous. So do you think uh old spear tip, realizes that the witchers just keep doing this or do you think that he just is surprised every so often when a bunch of kids show up and accidentally wake him up I... do you think he's pieced it together that he's like oh this is those guys in the, the in the castle over there in the fortress it's hard or whatever to tell but i i don't i assume it seems like cyclopses aren't that intelligent in yeah. general yeah so like i guess is he just not. keeps getting surprised and he's like oh yeah. more, more kids here he probably them. has the intelligence of like an animal so it's just like like something shows up at its den and it defends itself like right like that's really right. it but like if you don't bother it then he doesn't you know, put two and two together and, yeah. and be like, oh, it's those guys over there. Well, I mean, he hasn't torn Karamoran to the ground yet, right. which like if he'd figured it out, he would have been like, all right, well, it's these annoying fuckers over here. I'm going to go <laughs> rip down their teeth. Like, <laughs> stop them sending things, stupid kids you know, in my so. house. Get out of my cave. Get off my lawn. He's, he's the equivalent <laughs> of a get off my lawn 
yeah pretty Cyclops. much so yeah it seems that seems to be the case well that's and that's that's where i think the question of like are they intelligent enough to fit into that justification comes in right because if they are if they're not that intelligent and they are simply reactive even if where they are right now isn't hurting anybody if a traveler happens to, you know upon them or if humanity decides to retake that building that they need or whatever there's still going to be a problem like yes. at no point are you going to be able to go walk up to one and say hey buddy let's make a deal i'm going to give you well, as many sheep as case. you want to eat you can just go live over there yeah well that's like that's the case with all monsters and like the witcher right like they're not dangerous until they're dangerous like even the intelligence ones i like, feel like the trolls like, though get like more of a pass than these because the trolls because aren't like, inherently evil they're just naive really and dumb. big and yeah. dumb whereas i feel like these guys useful which is what people like like about them like right. yeah, yeah i guess the cyclops isn't useful but it's also like is the risk worth yeah like because like it, it, maybe they are useful i mean like in the sense of like like if we pull from some of the other mythology where they're like building dams and things like what if witcher cyclops is like like one that lives by the river is building a dam that's actually like desperately needed and right and constantly repairs it and so you kill him like, and then the dam wears out and then all of a sudden everyone and, gets flooded and, and, and like, nobody yeah, knows floods out of town the flood and happened. like all dead like yeah so yeah. yeah but there's still just this basic level of you know them not liking humans and wanting to eat them and stuff whereas like the trolls yeah. don't necessarily respond that way by default well it's like i think that's generally the idea like the path that carol takes is like like the monster he doesn't go for the kill until the monster is like dangerous. Like, yeah. like when they pose the threat, like even for like this, like, like werewolves, like he'll leave a werewolf alive. Mm -hmm. But if you start killing people, well, all right, now, you, no, no, like, that's a problem now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. like if the Cyclops is up there living up there and it's not posing any threat to people, then he'd probably leave it alone. But like, if, like well especially if there's no money start, in it like most witchers do things for yeah to make a living right because it seems like that's like a, a trend is like people won't pay for something if it's really not like an issue like they won't pay for people to kill trolls because trolls are useful and like they're cheaper to just have them around preparing the bridge themselves than to right. you know let them go like it's is that watchtower in the mountains really that important enough that they need to send people to go take it back probably not so yeah. just leave it alone you know right right yeah yeah i see what you're saying about that okay yeah they just i don't know there's just there's something about them i i get the whole point of like it, it takes extra effort to have to do this it's definitely why do dangerous, it like to. for sure but, but like, I, I would put them on my list of like more dangerous than there's more potential there's almost always more potential danger leaving them around than not whereas I, I, a troll can be reasoned with even on even at their low intelligence level you can you can rationalize with them a little bit you know like i give you this you let me pass the bridge you know like i give you this you guard the door you know like there's there's some basic and they're not necessarily just antagonistic against humans in fact sometimes they think they're humans whereas a cyclops I don't think we'll ever go that far. Like they know they are distinctly not human. They don't like humans. They're always dangerous towards humans. 
So, but yeah, I, I get the whole why go out of your way unless you need to argument. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely like. I definitely agree with the fact that they are. They pose more of a threat, like just at all times, essentially. But yeah. it's just like, like if they're out of the way, you might as well just save the resources right. and right. like the trouble <laughs> of all things. Because they're like, it's not as easy. Like, like trolls are difficult to take down, sure, but like you could easily like go into a troll cave and kill a troll like it's a lot easier i would say for a witcher to do that as opposed to like oh there's this dude who's like three times my size that like will fling me off the mountain if he hits me one time like <laughs> right, right that's you have to like strategize and like like and probably a bunch of witchers still die trying to do shit like that so yeah yeah these guys that's true these guys are big well, mm-hmm. at least they've got that going for them. It's hard not to notice them. And, I mm-hmm. mean, it's going to be rare that you're going to stumble onto a cave with like one as sleepy as old spear tip. Yeah. So I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. Um, but I think that's it. We don't have anything else about, about Cyclopses then, huh? Mm-mm. That's it. But it's interesting though. They, they do show up in a few different places in mythology. It's not just yeah. Greek. Um, so that's it's cool too. typically how it, it goes for most of them. I know we typically tend to follow the Slavic, but like in this situation, like they're not really like focused in that. Like they were like very prominent in like Greek. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like the Greek mythology in this one is probably the proto story. And then it's it spread matched that kind of appearance. Like maybe not for the, Celtic mythology, though, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd have to not. wonder because it's so it's so distant that um, similar types of creatures come up in mythology and in remote locations because there's just only so many shapes and creature designs, you know, that people can come up mm-hmm. with. You know, this one is shaped kind of like a lizard. This one's shaped kind of like a bear. This one's shaped like a person, but it has this instead of this. You know, like that kind of thing. So. It seems like, and like we mentioned before, the whole genetic birth defect thing that happens where some people are born with what looks like one eye, um, that, that seems like an inspiration that would be universal. So interesting stuff. Well guys, thanks for joining us. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Toasty, I know you got some side projects going on, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as always follow us the Witcher Lorecast on Twitter. Um, and, uh, I, I have I have joined uh, the Cyberpunk crew for uh, season two of 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 their series Cyberpunk, uh, which Cyberpunk, uh, yeah. Cyberpunk apostrophe D. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those episodes have recorded the first two episodes, but they are not out yet. Uh, they're still releasing uh, the last of their season one stuff. So uh, hopefully soon. Yeah. So, keep your eyes on the horizon there you go so if you want more toasty in your life then go check that out um go ahead and sub- subscribe to it and then you know <laughs> catch up on season one so you'll know what's going on for season two when toasty shows up mm-hmm. so there you go uh let's see i've got all my normal stuff going on i streamed uh today doing making some playing some music doing some all sorts of stuff with i, I bought a new guitar back there and uh got some more gear and now i'm making music inspired by video games so i've been streaming that a little you know during live opportunities during the day where i can stream 
and I don't have other things going on. So if you want to come hang out with me, you're welcome to do that. That's the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and um, even Facebook, if you prefer Facebook. And then, of course, all, all of my other shows, the other Lorecasts I do, all of the other shows on the Robots Radio Network, all that stuff can be found at robotsradio.net. And uh, that's, you know, it's kind of how things are going. And if you want to talk Witcher with us, we'd love to have you join us on the Robots Radio Discord. And... Uh, or just uh, shoot funny memes at each other like we've been doing. We were sh- we were just throwing <laughs> gifts out for, right, like right. today. Somebody like, said just, hi, and then I responded with Geralt going hmm, <laughs> and then that just, then just I, turned into a. Whole... I did angry hmm, and someone <laughs> said you need a nap, and I was like, I can't fucking sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah, as 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 Genesis said in chat, yeah. So the 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 episode that released for the two girls one ship podcast today, I was on it ah. because I am a patron over there. Uh, cause I got to support my beastie. So, uh, if you want to hear me talk about, uh, romance stuff, uh, uh I think specifically this one was accidental romance stuff in video games. Um, <laughs> like, oops, I accidentally kissed you like that. <laughs> I do mention some Witcher stuff in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. We'll go check that out as well. Well, that's what we got going on. Uh, after this coming up right in like 30 minutes from now will be the mass effect lore cast and we've got we've got some really cool details on a poll that we ran about a bunch of things that the community is doing like which which companions they prefer to take with them and which game and a bunch of other stuff so if you're into mass effect then stay tuned for that if you're watching the live show i'll be back in about 30 minutes and if you aren't already checking out the Mass Effect Lorecast and you enjoy Mass Effect, go check that out as well. All right, that's what we got, guys. We'll see you next week. And do we know what we're talking? Are we moving to a new location next week, Toasty? No. No. We're staying in Kaidwin. We're going to start talking about some specific areas. Uh, so uh, for, for next week, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about Banard. Nice. Well, cool. So, I look forward to it. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Until then, Stay safe on the path. All right. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.